What is going on everybody, it's your boy Jamie Archer and welcome back to the second season of my mental health podcast, hashtag are you okay mate? Today is a very special episode, I am joined by Steve Greenall, very good friend of mine, the breakfast show presenter on Black Cat FM. So without further ado, let's get into it. D Green or how are you? Fine, Jamie. Good to see you. Good. Well, good to hear you anyway, should I say. Yeah, good to see you. Good to hear you as well. Shame we can't do this in person. Um, so first and foremost, thank you for joining me. Pleasure. It's a, it's a pleasure and it's always good to support a cause like this because as you well know, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it feels weird being, um, it's roles reversed. Uh, with me and you yeah um so we'll we'll get straight into it steve um name of the podcast is are you okay mate so are you okay mate absolutely perfect my friend good that's always good to hear um so steve let's let's start this off um i i wanted to get you on as my first guest when when i thought about doing this podcast re-releasing it and I was thinking about my guests, and I thought, who can I get on? Um, and you was the first name that popped into my head, purely because you're, you are a very important part in my journey, which actually led to this podcast um, coming about and being born. Um, so I want to, on a personal level, say thank you for, for giving me a voice. But what I want you to do is, to people who don't know who you are or first time listening to the podcast, just, just give the guys a brief view on how we met. Well, we met, I think it was about three years ago, when you got in touch with me and said that you wanted to tell your story. And at that stage, I'd already spoken with a girl called Ruth Fox, who you might know, when she wrote a book called uh, Within the White Lines. And Ruth had suffered depression in her teens, especially when her sister went off to university. And I read a little of the book, and I thought, "This this is fascinating, because I think she really wants help in telling her story otherwise why would she have written the book so having chatted with Ruth initially then when you got in touch uh, I invited you to come up to the studio obviously it was uh, some years ago so we weren't in lockdown and we could actually do it face to face absolutely we we started off because you told me about your podcast and are you okay so I asked if you were okay and you and I think you said something like well I am now and then you came back with something like I I visited the area of Paxton Pits where I was going to take my life. That really brought me up sharp because um, Black Cat Radio is is run by volunteers, as you know, Mm -hmm. but we try to... uh, What's the best way of explaining? To give a voice to people who want a voice, but also to handle topics as light as someone who's doing some fundraising, but as tough as... The issues surrounding mental health absolutely and it was a really it was a, a telling i've still got a copy of it somewhere jamie and and i listened to it about six months ago i didn't want to listen to it ahead of chatting with you now because 
I, I wanted really to see how you'd moved on because I, when you subsequently came back about a year later, I think I started the the chat that we had by saying that you looked so much better. Yeah, I could that I could see almost sadness in your eyes the first time we chatted. The yeah. next time round, you'd obviously moved on quite some way from your journey, and you've attributed that uh, a few times to the thoughts about your kids. Yeah. So, so, the, so since chatting with you initially, I've done, I must have done 15 or 20 chats to do with mental health. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one, which was, well, it's, it's ironic actually, because it's coming up to the first anniversary of the, the passing of William Whitney, who did take his life. Mm. And, I had his dad on the show yeah. talking about the fundraising he'd done. Now, the, the, the reason that Steve wanted to come on to the Full English Breakfast Show and talk about the, the issues surrounding his, his son's uh, suicide and what he'd done since was because he'd heard me chatting to the likes of you and to Ruth yeah. and to the people from Mind. So he, he knew he would get a sympathetic ear. But, but again, that was another very powerful interview. And I think... I've probably said this to you on the radio, Jamie, is that we overcame the the fear of the use of the word cancer with the the movements that we see where ladies wear pink ribbons and they do fundraising for, for breast cancer. And we have the same for guys with prostate cancer with the little silver man on the lapel. I actually think, and I think it's moved on quite some way in the last two and a half years or so, that we're more comfortable talking about mental health and speaking to people who are suffering as well and i think we've got uh, luke newman doing his his podcast there's yourself yeah uh, the people who listen to, listen to the breakfast show because they know if there's an issue surrounding mental health i'm not going to turn around and say well it's a subject i don't want to talk about no absolutely and and, and it's so yeah it's so important and and it's one thing that i absolutely love the station for and the work you do is because you're not scared to to tackle that issue head on and you shouldn't be um and like i say and you know i've said it to you on a number of times now steve like i really do attribute the the voice that i've got now and the platform that i've got now a huge part of it is down to yourself and 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 black cat radio because like I don't think I've ever really told you about the full impact that that had on me. That initial interview we done, I left the studio that day feeling empowered. On the first interview, like I was like, oh my god! Like so, this is this is the start of a journey now that that I can start talking about my mental health and hoping to get other men to open up. Um, and yeah, that was all. That was all down to you. Um, so is it fair to say that it sort of changed your view on mental health and, and surrounding it? Uh, it, didn't, it didn't change my view on it, Jamie. It made me less reticent about discussing yeah. it again. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, there are, there are various subjects that we've covered on, on The Breakfast Show. And as I said to you, some of them are quite light sometimes and frivolous and fun. And some of them are quite serious absolutely and to be able to 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 know and and you know it is the first time you've uh, you've ever expressed what you've just said to me which it means a heck of a lot uh, because at least it means i think we're getting it right and I, i'll 
moved on from when Steve Whitney got in touch with me about about William, I didn't feel in the slightest concerned about taking that on as a subject because I knew I'd done it before. Once we'd done it with you, yeah, uh, and indeed with with Katie Ridley as well from, yeah. from the of the Hunts Post, who's now working for ITV Anglia. Um, you know, a bubbly young bright girl. You know, she, you know from Sydney. She's got a, a flat that she shares with her boyfriend Chris. Uh, you know, lovely life ahead of her, and yet she opened up about her own mental health. And I think it's it's vitally important. It's, it, it, I couldn't stress this more to anyone listening to this that if you are struggling, speak out because someone, if if you don't get heard first time or second time or third time, eventually someone will hear it. And I think it was, what what struck me as well. Uh, Jamie, last year when we went, when we first went into lockdown, which no one knew what it was going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, no, not which myself, and I had a message from one of the, the people who listens regularly to me, um, the morning that we first gone into lockdown, where he, he said, "Are you going to go into the studio and and do a normal type of show?" And I thought, well, we've got this worldwide pandemic, we don't know anything like enough about it there, there hadn't been very many people who who died at that stage and, and nor was there anything like the the cases we've been seeing in the last 12 months but he said to me it's important that there's sometimes a little bit of normality in people's lives yeah definitely. and expect you to be that way and that gave me you know the, the impetus maybe in the same way that you had the impetus after you'd spoken to me first time to know that you were doing the right thing and carry on with it yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I think this is you know you you've made a really good point. I think that um, as a society, and I've said this a number of times, we are getting better at talking about mental health, and we are encouraging men to to open up, and we are seeing sort of a shift. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I think you know you said about the sense of normality. What you know, we've all had this ridiculously crazy year in twenty twenty. Um, where it exposed everyone to a level of anxiety of some sort because none of us know what we're going to do none of us you know at the beginning sorry none of us really knew what was happening or where it's going to go and you know to a degree we, we, we still don't so a question that I like to ask people is what does mental health mean to you so in regards of like the yeah. So, what does mental health mean to you? Like, it's that, you know, that's a t- I, I was half expecting you might ask me this one, and, and <laughs> you know, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's 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 not like measles that you can see. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can say that you see it sometimes in someone's eyes that mm-hmm. that, that they're not right. You know that they that they're struggling with something, but there's there's so many different levels of it. You know, you don't get different levels of measles, you know, you, or, you know, a different, you've, you've either got a cold or you haven't. With Absolutely. mental health, with some people, it can just be a pressure of work that causes you to lose sleep or worry or be concerned. And at the extreme end of the scale, it's just what's going on inside your head. But you see that. In, in your own mind that there's no way out and no answer to it and that's what drives those poor people who do actually feel that there's the only answer is to take themselves out definitely which is is what sadly and and it's 
you know what, Jamie? I think I, I haven't realised until I read more about it. After, again, after speaking to you and to Ruth and people like that, that it's predominantly men who who take their lives. Absolutely. And and and, and nearly always, and and this came across. I mean. The, the, the piece I did, I don't know whether you heard it at the time, I don't mind emailing it over so that you can hear it with Steve Whitney, but what, what Steve actually said to me in, in, after they'd done the fundraising for CPSL Mind, which is how he dealt with the, the situation a lot for himself, was that lots of people knew little bits about what was going on in William's mind, but, and, but the only person who didn't know was him. Yeah. And he just... As, as his dad, he might have been able to, he described it as putting the jigsaw together. You know, Steve had a, a lovely girlfriend, he had his, uh, his stepmom, he had his mum, he had his work colleague, he was highly thought of in, in, in what he did at work, because uh, he, he was the groundsman at, at, at Peterborough United. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. People saw, you know, if, whatever I do, there's very, very few people see it, but what, what William was doing, was witnessed by several thousand people week in, week out. Absolutely. Not least of the footballers, never mind the crowd. So there were they all these different people in William's life knew little bits about what was causing the, you know the the anxiety and the, and his mental health. And if if only he'd spoken to his dad, who could have maybe looked at the jigsaw and put it all together and, and dealt with it for him. But obviously, sadly for. Uh, for, for Steve, it all came too late. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's the problem, mate. Is we don't we can't see in each other's heads. We like you know I always liken it is and um, I, I told this in one of the workshops that that I delivered. I said if I was to come up and stand in front of you with a broken leg, you'd all know I had a broken leg. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was to be off work with um, you know a heart problem everyone at work would know I'm off work with a heart problem because they'd physically see that I wasn't there. Now, the trouble with mental illness is it's hidden and we can't see what's going on. And, you know, that that, that, that tragic young man that, that did take his life and so many others, these, these are people that have walked around and lived a day-to-day normal life. I lost a friend in 2012 to suicide who um, who took his life after a night shift his mate dropped him off and he never went home, you know. Um, and the day that I was going to take my life, I'd been out with my children for the day and took them, you know, as I've told you a story, um, I took them out for the day and then that night I dropped them off and I was going to do it. And, you know, thank the Lord above that, that I didn't. Um, and, yeah, it's hidden. And also I think another thing that, that we have to consider and that we have to think about is I've done a post on it on my Instagram today about recovery um, it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. I quite often, people see me now and who know my story, they see me now and like, oh, Jamie, you're all right now. And the, 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 the reality is I'm not, you know, I've still got, I still live with a crippling anxiety. I still get awful intrusive thoughts. I still have really low days, but the difference between then and now is I can manage it because I've learned how to manage it. And that's by speaking out and going and speaking to, you know, speaking to professionals, speaking to doctors and being honest with myself and accepting it. And I think, you know, with with mental health, we're quite, because it's such a taboo subject, I think people are reluctant to learn about it unless they have to, or 
they just they, people tread very carefully around it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And, and you know, we, we, we've talked about the different levels of it and stuff. If I just take take you back uh, to when I was in my teens, uh, in, growing up in the northwest, the the biggest hospital in the UK in I think nineteen seventy seventy three was a psychiatric hospital, which was about uh, a mile from where I lived, and it had 2,300 patients wow. in there. Now, now, and and I, did, I did voluntary work there. They had a, they had a hospital radio station, and I, and I used to go and volunteer there. Yeah. And I learned a bit about uh, how um, different therapies had been used on different people. But what, what I found shocking, uh, Jamie, was that there were women in there, in their 60s, who... Had, had, had gone to the, the hospital, as it was, or it was, a, you know, the, the asylum. It was referred to as the asylum. And they'd been put in there because they got pregnant in their teens. And they, you know, it was it was, it was was a taboo and they were put up, they were locked away. Literally, they were locked away and they were given drugs and they became institutionalised. Mm-hmm. And I found that absolutely horrific that someone's mind was almost manipulated because they didn't fit in with what was considered reasonable or normal Absolutely. at that time. Yeah. I mean, the thought, the thought of that now, if you think about, you know, a, you know, girls do get pregnant in their teens, but in in those days, it was it was considered they had to be they, they almost had to be hidden away. Yeah. And they, whatever drugs they were given, and they they just became that way that their their mental health was so destroyed that they couldn't have ever gone back out into the real world. And up and down the country, there were there were huge numbers of these Victorian asylums mm-hmm. uh, don't exist anymore. But yet there's still the issues, and they're, thankfully they're different issues now, that cause people to suffer from from mental health Absol- conditions. Absolutely, and you're right. And, and the, and the thing is that there are no big asylums to put them into and whatever, so they, they've almost got to deal with it in the big wide world. And the only way they can, and I think the only way uh, you're... you're living proof of this is that you've got to talk to other people about it and now, now whether that is your gp or whether it's your workmates or whether it's some bloke who gets up at six o'clock in the morning and goes and plays tunes for two hours on the radio station whoever it might be just talk to them absolutely mate and and you know you that in that in that closing sentence you've 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 said the whole ethos of this podcast in and the whole everything that i stand for is is just talk and Look, we all know how hard it is to talk, especially us men. Um, and this is why it, we, we, we really have got to swallow our pride when it comes to our mental health and looking after our mental health. Um, Steve, we are running out of time. Um, but everyone that comes on this podcast, I um, obviously we know the name. Are you okay, mate? And it's about encouraging other men to reach out and talk. And it's not only... There's two sides to this. It's not only reaching out and talking if you're struggling, but also just checking in on your pals, which is something I'm I'm big on. So everyone who comes on this season of Are You Okay, Mate, I'm going to set them a little challenge at the end of the podcast, right? So I need you to get your phone out, okay? And I want you to go through your contacts, not me, right? And I want you to text a pal. Now, anyone, someone you've not spoke to for a week, two weeks... And just say, no, are you okay, mate? You're okay. 
Yeah, well, well, do you know what? Before I do, and I, and I will do that, and I won't do it on the pod, live on the podcast, but the interesting thing is because of what we've been talking about and what I've done on Blackout Radio to encourage other people to do this, I've probably got about 20 names in my contact list that I occasionally do what you just asked me to do, just to say if someone's okay. If I looked at my... Um, my previous messages, which I'm, I'm doing, you can actually see this, but people will be listening to it and wondering, what's he doing? When did I? Um, there you go. There's one on the, the 29th of January. That's just about a week ago. Yeah. Jamie. Okay. Where I did, exact, I did exactly what you've just suggested. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I used to do... Well, I mentioned Ruth Fox, um, who's, who's doing fine now. You know, I mean, if you ask her, is she okay? She knows she's used football and fitness. Oh, my to, goodness. Ruth uh, is amazing. Uh, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely but, but, love Ruth. You know, when, when, I, when I first encountered Ruth, um, I actually said to, said to my wife, look, I keep getting messages off, off Ruth on, on the phone. If you see it, it's not some... <laughs> uh, this is, it's this nothing is to worry about. I, because, because I agreed... That I would send uh, a message to her every now and again, and it was in the early few days. It was almost every couple of hours yeah. that she was sending me a message, and I, and I was replying back. Some, sometimes, you know, I'd got into bed and you did ding, and you think they all say, "Don't pick your phone up when it's late and stuff." But I'm afraid I do. Yeah, uh, and you just don't know who that ding might be and it might be someone sending you a total trivial message or might be a request for the radio the next morning but it might be someone just reaching out uh and saying uh, I'm, I'm not okay at the moment and yeah. you just just reassuring text message is can give you the the adrenaline rush that you need just to feel that little bit better at that time well absolutely and like i say the whole idea of this part of the podcast is texting a mate are you okay mate is I know how important receiving those text messages are. So that's all I want you to do is I just want you to pick a name at random now, someone you've not spoke to in a while, and just text them, are you okay, mate? I'll do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and yeah, so that's it. Steve, listen, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Um, like I say, I, I can't thank you enough for all that you and Black Cat Radio have done for me. Um, I consider myself not only a friend of the show but a great friend of yours now and yeah it's 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 been an absolute pleasure and i wouldn't have um had anyone else on, on my, my first episode so thank you very much um well so all i all i would say is that anyone who doesn't want to get in touch with you for whatever reason but thinks i'll get in touch with steve instead because there's always someone out there who listen and you'll have guests on your podcast uh, in the weeks coming forward jamie and, and they'll all be the same you know as long as there's a way to get in touch with people i think it's important that they do and, I, and thank you very much for the nice things you've said it, it means a lot and uh, yeah you, you you are one of those guys who i need to say are you okay from time to time as i do yeah you do mate and i appreciate it well so Steve, don't go anywhere i just want to close my podcast um so that's that's the that's the podcast for this week guys come back next week i've got an amazing guest lined up um i'm not gonna drop his name now but um yeah come back and i'll speak to you all soon in the meantime if you want to reach out go and check out my instagram at jamiearcher23 or you can send me a message via the link on here 
This podcast is now going to be available on Anchor, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I'll speak to you all soon. Take care.